Hello and welcome everyone. Today we will discuss on the topic the a brief history of the British East India Company. So let's begin. The establishment of British East India Company completely changed the history of the in of India leading to the establishment of the British rule in India which continued till the mid 20th century. Then a brief history of the British East India Company between early Between early 1600s and the mid 19th century, the British East India Company led the establishment and expansion of international trade to Asia and subsequently leading to economic and political domination of the entire Indian subcontinent. It all started when the East India Company or the governor and, com the and company of merchants of London trading with the East Indies as it it was originally named obtained a royal charter from queen elizabeth i granting it monopoly at the trade with the east a joint stock company shares owned primarily by british merchants and aristocrats the east india company had no direct link to the british government though the mid 1700s and early 1800s the uh, company came to account for half of the world's trade they traded mainly in commodities exotic to europe and britain like cotton indigo salt silk salt peter opium and tea although initial interest of the company was aimed simply at reaping profits there their single-minded focus on establishing a trading monopoly throughout Asia-Pacific made them the hardling agents of British colonial imperialism. imperialism. For the first 150 years, the East India Company's presence was largely confined to the coastal areas. It soon began to transform from a trading company to a ruling endeavor following their victory in the battle of Palasi against the ruler of Bengal Sirajuddullah in the year 1757. Warren Hastings, the first governor general, laid down the administrative foundations for the subsequent British consolidation. The revenues from the Bengal were used for economic and military enrichment of the company under directives from governor generals Wellesley and Hastings expansion of British territory by invasion or alliances was initiated with the company eventually acquiring major parts of the present day India, Pakistan, Bangladesh and Myanmar. In 1857 the Indians raised their voice against the company and its offensive rule by breaking out into an armed rebellion which historians termed as the Sepoy Mutiny of 1857. Although the company took brutal action to regime control, it lost much of its credibility and economic image back home in England. The company lost its power following the Governor, Government of India Act of 1858. The company armed forces, territories and possessions were taken over by the crown. The East India Company was formally dissolved by the Act of Parliament in 1874 which marked the commencement of British Raj in India.
founding of the company. The British East India Company was formed to claim their share in the East India spice trade. The British were motivated the, the, by the immense wealth of the ships that made the trip there and back from the East. The East India Company was granted the Royal Charter on 31st December 1600 by Queen Elizabeth I. The Charter considered the company, company monopoly of the all English trade in lands washed by the Indian Ocean from the Southern African Peninsula to Indonesian Iceland in Southeast Asia. British cooperation unauthorized by the company trading the sea in these areas were termed inter interlopers and upon identification they were liable to forfeiture of ships and cargo. The company was owned entirely by the stockholders and managed by the, a governor with a board of 24 directors. Early voyages. The first voyage of the company left in February 1601 under the com commandership of Sir James Lanchester the, and headed for Indonesia to bring back paper and fine species, spices. The four ships had a horrendous journey reaching Bantam in Java in 1602, left behind a small group of merchants and assistants and returned back to England in 1603. The second voyage was commanded by Sir Henry Middleton. The third voyage was undertaken between 1607 and 1610 with General William Killing aboard the Red Dragon, Captain William Hawkins aboard, aboard the Hector and the Captain David Middleton directing the consent. Establishment of Foothold in India The company's ships first arrived in India at the port of Surat in 1608. In 1615, Sir Thomas Rowe reached the court of the Mughal Emperor Salim Jahangir. Nuruddin Salim Jahangir as the emissary of King James I to arrange for a commercial treaty and gain for the British the right to establish a factory at Surat. A treaty was signed with the, with the British promising the Mughal Emperor all sorts of rarities and rich goods fit for my play, play palaces in return of his generous patronage. Expansion Trading interests soon collided with establishment from other European countries like Spain, Portugal, France and Netherlands. The British East India Company soon found itself engaged in constant conflicts over trading monopoly in India, China and Southeast Asia with its European counterparts. After the Emboena massacre in 1623, the British found themselves party practically ousted from Indonesia, then known as the Dutch East Indies, losing horribly to the Dutch, the company and abandoned all hopes of trading out of Indonesia and concentrated instead on India, a territory that they previously considered as a consolation prize. Under the secure blanket of imperial patronage, the British gradually outcompeted the Portuguese trading endeavor Estado da India.
and over the years oversaw a massive expansion of trading operations in India. The British companies win over the Portuguese in a maritime battle of the coast of India 1612 won them the much desired trading concessions from the Mughal Empire. In 1611 its first factories were established in India in Surat followed by acquisition of Madras, Chennai, currently Chennai in 1639, Bombay in 1668 and Calcutta in 1690. The Portuguese bases at Goa, Bombay and Chittagong were ceded to the British authorities as the dowry of Catherine of Braganza, Queen Consort of Charles II of England. Numerous trading posts were established along the east and west coast of India and most conspicuous of English establishment developed around Calcutta, Bombay and Madras. The three most important trading ports, each of these three provinces was roughly equi equidistant from each other along the Indian Peninsular coast coastline and for allowed the East India Company to commander a monopoly of trade routes more effectively over the Indian Ocean. The company started steady trade in cotton, silk, indigo, salt paper and an array of spices from South India in 1711. The company established its permanent trading post in Canton province of China and started trading of tea in exchange of silver silver by the end of 1715 in a bid to expand trading activities the company had established solid trade footings in the ports around the persian gulf southeast and east asia towards complete monopoly in 1694 the house of commons voted that all the subjects of England had an equal right to trade to the East Indies unless profited by act of parliament. Under pressure from wealthy influential tradesmen not associated with the company, following this the English company trading to the East Indies was found, founded with a stake-backed indemnity of 2 million, two, mm, £2 pounds to maintain financial control control over the new company, existing stakeholders of the old company paid a hefty sum of 315,000 3, pounds. The new company could hardly make a dent in the establishment old company markets. The new company was ultimately absorbed by the old East India Company in 1708. A tri venture was established between the state and the old and the new trading companies under the banner of United Company of Merchants of England trading to the East Indies. The following few decades saw a bitter tug of war between the company lobby and the British Parliament to acquire permanent establishment rights which the, which the latter was hesitant to relinquish in view of the immense profits the company brought. The United Company lent to the government an additional 12 lakh pound without interest in exchange of renewal of charter until 1726. In 1730, the charter was renewed until 1766 in exchange of the East India Company lowering the interest on the remaining debt amount by the by 1% and contributed another 2 lakh pound to the 
to the royal treasury in 1743 they loaned the government another 10 lakh at 3% interest and the government prolonged the charter until 1783 effectively the company brought monopoly of trading in east indies by breeding the government riding the government at every juncture when this monopoly was expiring it could only effect a renewal of its charter by offering fresh loans and by fresh presents to the government the french were led to enter the indian trading markets and consequently entered into fresh rivalry with the british by the 1740s rivalry between the british and the french was becoming acute the seven years war between 1756 and 1763 effectively stamped out the french threat led by the government general robert clive this set up the basis of colonial monopoly of east india company in india by the 1750s the mogul empire was in a state of descendants the moguls threatened by the british fortifying calcutta attacked them although the moguls were able to acquire a victory in that phase of uh, in 1756 their victory was short lived the british recaptured calcutta re- later that same year the east india company forces went on to defeat the local royal representatives at the battle of palasi in 1757 and at boxer in 1764 Following the Battle of Bokshar in 1764, the Mughal Emperor signed a treaty with the company, allowing them to oversee the administration of the province of Bengal in exchange for a revised revenue amount every year. Thus began the metamorphosis of the, of a mere trading concern to a colonial authority. The East India Company became responsible for administrating the civil, judicial, and revenue systems in one of India's richest provinces. The arrangements made in Bengal provided the company direct administrative control over the region. and subsequently led to 2200 years of colonial supremacy and control regulation of company's affairs throughout the next century the east india company continued to annex territory after territory until most of the indian subcontinent was effectively under their control from the 1760s onward the government of britain pulled the reins of the company more and more in an attempt to root out corruption and abuse of power as a direct repercussion of the military actions of robert clive the regulation act of 1773 was en- enacted which prohibited people in the civil or military establishments from receiving any gift reward or financial assistance from from the from indians this act directed the promotion of the governor of bengal to the rank of governor general over the entire company controlled india it also provided the nomination of governor general through though made by co- by a court of directors would be subject to the approval of the crown in conjunction with the council of four leaders appointed by the crown in future a supreme court was established in india the justices were appointed by the crown to be sent out to india william pitt's indian india act 1784 established government authority of political 
over political policy making which needed to be approved through a parliamentary regulatory board it imposed the board of control a body of six commissioners above the company directors in in, in london consisting of the chancellor of the ex exchequer and secretary of state for india together with the four councillors appointed by the crown in 1813 the company's monopoly of india trade was abolished and under the 1833 charter act it lost its china trade monopoly as well in 1854 the british government in england ruled for the appointment of a lieutenant governor to oversee regions of bengal bihar and odisha and the governor general was directed to govern the entire indian colony the company continued its administrative functions until the shipoy mutiny of 1857 take over the company by the british crown the brutal and rapid annexation of native indian states by the introduction of unscrupulous policies like the doctrine of lapse or on the grounds of the inability to pay taxes along with forcible reunification of titles sparked widespread discontent among among the country's nobility moreover tactless efforts at social and religious reforms contributed to spread a spread of discomfiture confiture among the common people the story state of indian soldiers and their mistreatment compared to their british counterparts in the armed forces of the company provided the final push toward the fast real rebellion against the company's governance in 1857 known as the sipio mutiny what be- began was soldiers protest soon took epic proper proportions when disgruntled gruntled royalties joined forces the british forces were able to curb the rebels with some effort but the mutiny mutiny resulted in major loss of face for the company and advertised its inability to successfully govern the colony of india in 1815 58 the crown enacted the government of india act and assumed all governmental responsibility held by the company they also incorporated the company owned military force into the british army the east india stock dividend redemption act was brought in the end of january 1 1874 and the east india company was dissolved in its entirely legacy of east india company although the east india company's colonial rule was hugely detrimental to the interest of the common people due to the exploitative nature of governance and tax implementation there is no denying the fact that it brought forward some interesting positive outcomes as well one of the most impactful of them was a complete overhaul of the justice system and establishment of the supreme court next big important impact was the introduction of postal system and telegraphy which the company arguably established for the its own benefit in 1837 the east indian railway company was awarded the contracts of construct a 120 mile railway from howrah to calcutta to raniganj in 
1949, the transport system in India saw improvements in leaps and bounds with the com completion of a 21-mile rail line from Bombay to Thane, the first leg of Bombay Kalyan line in 1853. The British also brought four social reforms by abolishing immo immoral indigenous practices through acts like the Bengal Sati regulation in 1829 prohibiting immolation of widows, the Hindu Widows Remarriage Act in 1856 enabling adolescent Hindu widows to remarry and not live a life of unfair austerity. Establishment of several colleges in principal presidencies of Calcutta, Bombay and Madras was undertaken by the company governance. These institutions contributed towards enriching young minds, bringing to them a taste of world literature, philosophy and science. The educational reforms also included encouragement of native citizens to sit for the civil services exams and absorbing them into the service consequently. The company is popularly associated with unfair explo exploitation of its colonies and widespread corruption. The homogeneous amounts of taxes levied and on agriculture and business led to the man-made feminines such as the Great Bengal Famine of 1770 and the subsequent feminines during the 18th and 19th century. Forceful cultivation of opium and unfair treatment of indigo farmers led to much discontent resulting in widespread militant protest. The positive aspect of social education and communication advancements were overshadowed largely by the plundering attitude of the company rule, stripping, stripping its domination beard for profit. Thank you everyone.